And so I finally got her just outside of it. And as soon as she did, she leapt forward at me. So the cone hit my nose and like just cut me open. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> cut my life yeah. into pieces. <laughs> this is my last spaying. <laughs> my last spaying. <laughs> no puppies. Something, something, nope. something, something, no, no, something, no something. No ovaries. Going away. <laughs> Going no away. Ovaries. Yeah, no ovaries. No <laughs> All right, let's do this damn show. Yeah. <laughs> Good news, everyone. I'm not damn it. It's Jake C. Lee. I'm great. Everybody else sucks. Oh, oh no. Squeeze me. It's time to check the link. Pretty crazy, huh? But, but it doesn't matter because none of this has anything to do with the show. You know what? You just made the list! <laughs> oh, wait, you serious? Let me laugh even harder. It's all in sports. Sure, we talk about it all the time. Really? No. Game on, everybody. It's all in sports. Your host, as always, I'm assuming you guys know me. But if not, if you're coming from my duo today, my duo of guests who are terrific guys, you should know them. Hey, look, you probably know me and don't know them. But this is why we have them on the show, so you can find out. I'm just kidding. You probably know them, too. Anyway, if you don't know me at The Athletic, if you don't follow me at All In Kid, if you go to theathletic.com slash sports, you get 30% off. There's no reason not to be there. There's no reason to not get involved because it's not just my stuff. I'm like 1% of the site. So... Go over there, follow your favorite teams, follow the favorite writers, follow all the other stuff, like basketball. Look, if you play fantasy basketball, fantasy hockey, fantasy baseball, fantasy football, it's all covered. And it seems like we might even get fantasy golf in 2020. So we're working on things, but we're also working on things of having, like I said, on this show, all in sports free for you guys. Terrific guests. Like I said, there's Welsh and Bogman of In This League at Bogman Sports at Is It The Welsh at Arizona, the state. But, hey, I know that personally because I slept in one of these dudes' houses. You can guess which one. It was mine. Oh, <laughs> you ruined the surprise. By the way, oh, yeah, old spoiler alert. Why did you turn in, Why didn't you turn into All In Kid 3000? You're like, and Bogman, Welsh, in this like, <laughs> all, like You were really rolling, Jake, and then all of a sudden, when you got to us, it turned you turned into like a robot. I don't know what happened. You know what you need to do, Jake? I think this needs to happen from now on. You need to hire the SNL guy to introduce you. Starring Jake Seeley! <laughs> Special guest, Dog Barkley! Walsh. <laughs> yeah. I actually, you know whose voice is really great? Whoever, the, the footballer's voice guy is amazing. Oh, Have you ever heard that, that guy? <clears throat> Haven't, uh, sure. I've heard it. Sure. Oh, I miss, see, I missed. Yeah, I screwed up. See, yeah, I, you, I should have I, just you shared it. it. You totally yeah. missed it. No, I no. set it up perfectly. Bogman got it. You did it, Chris. <laughs> I like. I out. went into lizard brain, so then I had like all these other things that were going to happen, and I just missed the joke where I was supposed to just say, "Sure." That was all that sure. I was supposed to say. What is lizard brain? Lizard like um, lizard brain is like when you go to your instincts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like uh, you know, oh, like see, you know, they say like, like caveman instincts. Because when I think lizard. What's the one with the eye that goes all over the place? Like that's what I started thinking. Gecko. Like you were just kind of oh, like, like, like a dummy. Like I'm just looking around. No, I'm like, hey, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> no, the lizard that has the eyes on the side of it, and they're kind of like shaped yeah, like, like all cones. lizards. Like, you mean all lizards? 
No, no, no. The <laughs> eyes that stick out, like actually stick yeah, out. Yeah. And they, they, oh, so you mean lizards? Get off the show. Bobby knows what I'm talking about. Yeah. Lizards. You guys are, no. you literally are describing, you're like, no, no, no. no. Not. The no, other not. one. No, we're not. No, we're not. No, we're not. Yeah, you're no, talking about like geckos. It's the lizard that can look all the way forward and then ch like move its eyeball without moving its head at all yeah, geckos. and look backward. Gordon Geckos. Itself. Only closers <laughs> get coffee. I think that's a good, that's Glenn, very Glenn Ross. <laughs> ABP always be pot. Is this why Bogman and I are not part so, of the 1%? Is this why we're not the 1%? No, He's actually, like, so there you go. It's actually the chameleon. The chameleon can move their eyes oh. in two different directions. That's it's the chameleon. So mm. there you go. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Ah, science. Great. Nature. We know stuff about lizards. Let's yeah. go. It's not all lizards. But by the way, would you would you, who wants to do it? Chris, you, Scott, you? Who who wants to tell everybody where to find your oh. good amazing work where you can find Chris's work. Well, let me work. tell you. No, um, I appreciate it. Always appreciate coming on here, having fun with you. We love The Athletic. A lot of our good friends, uh, some fantastic people there. Uh, Jake Sealy at the top of the list, like Nando and all them. And you guys always do good in supporting sure, the little sure. guys, the not DVR. one percenters. And, yeah, D well, of course, DVR. And as you said, most people probably don't know us. You are always kind enough to prop us up, and that's why you're one of the unheralded good guys in the industry, even though people love to crap on you uh, because you tell them, hey, my link is right here for you to look at my ranks, so stop asking me the same stupid question. But people can find us on the podcast app that you listen to by just searching in this league. We have got fantasy baseball, football, basketball. Bogman does college football over a multitude of different places. I host a prospect show called Prospect One. We've also got a Patreon, uh, patreon.com slash ITLarmy, where we do secret shows, streams. We are ripe full of content. We like good audio quality. We like to make people laugh. We are our own little universe, our own little independent piece of the universe that's just trying to be a bigger piece of the universe. We're people trying to get the Peloton us. girl into our universe. <laughs> oh, yeah, my God. Absolutely. I hate that commercial. We did a whole, we did no, a whole thing. Nobody likes it. I love it. No, no, so, I love it. Wait, do you not like it for the same reason I don't like it? Is what human on earth is going to be like, you know what? For the next year, I'm going to videotape myself because I plan to say thank you. And I plan to video and say like, oh, my God, it's my first day. I'm so nervous. Oh, she said my name. Oh, my God, it's 6 a.m. And I still look amazingly beautiful. And then they watched it together, which was so embarrassing <laughs> after. Then they're like, hey, let's watch this video. Like, it's so, wow, you know honey, you've really saying? changed. So if I was the boyfriend, actually, you know what, if I was the husband and I made that purchase and a year later my wife played that video for me, the video would finish and I just would sit there and look at her and go, we're getting a divorce. Well, she got you back. <laughs> She's like, oh, you bought me the exercise thing. You're telling me. I love everything about it because ever and we, I mean, we literally just did a secret show. Lots of stuff we can't talk about here, what we talked about. But what I love is well, a secret if you tell people. Yeah, well, no, it's our secret, like, you know, Patreon show and, you know, uncensored and all that. But, like, what I love about it is it encapsulates everything that is our society right now. Like, from top to bottom. Like, it's this harmless commercial that then everybody got offended by, and then it became, like, <laughs> a cult classic. And then we start turning in. We're like, well, what if he would have bought the, you know, or if she would have bought him the bike, blah, blah, blah. And we have all those double negative. And then Ryan Reynolds gets the girl, and, and he... Like recreates the, the universe. Yeah, it's amazing it, for his it gen company. Yeah. It's amazing. Everything about it is the greatest thing in our society. Everything is so messed up in our society that encapsulates everything in its its own little um, 
uh, ecosystem. It's its own ecosystem of our universe. I was just insulted because it's a terrible gift. Who wants an exercise bike for Christmas? A you know? I'll tell you who. I'll tell you who. Who? Who? My brother-in-law. Yeah. Your brother-in-law sucks. <laughs> who? Who wants? <laughs> Who wants a exercise bike? So he got it for, for Christmas. Birthday. My sister. So there you go. Hey, there you go. For everybody out there, my sister bought it for my brother-in-law because oh. that's what he wanted for. Christmas. Can I ask They're you something? Woke. Is he making a series of videos to thank her uh, <laughs> he next should. year on his birthday? He should. Oh my gosh, he no, should. He's making a series of videos of her writing it so she can be thankful to herself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? If they did a thing for that. Uh, you know, like a, hey, look, here's a year after Bogman bought his treadmill. You would see me use it for about two months and then start hanging clothes off of it and the cats yeah, are sleeping on it. Like, say it's a coat rack. Yeah. I, I'll I don't say, even though, know if it works anymore, to be honest with you. I think it's, it's a fantastic, I think it's a fantastic gift, not just because it's crazy overpriced and expensive, but like you should have that. Like, take like what we just went through with week 14. Week, <laughs> fantasy football, the fantasy football gods decided to be like, all right, guys, we've been pretty easy on everybody. We haven't had too many crazy injuries. Uh, we've had a lot of the things work out in the favor uh, where people have wanted. Some things haven't worked out, but we haven't killed them with injuries. We haven't killed them with nonsense, especially mid-game nonsense. But let's do it right now. Let's do it in Week 14 when they're <laughs> in the playoffs. Let's get everybody hurt. Let's have everybody who should be good underperform. Hey, let's also let's put all the points on the bench. Then we're going to get all the guys <laughs> crazy upset and they're going to be calling for people's jobs and telling them you're taking food off their table and yelling at Jake and it's mm. going to be fantastic and it's all put into one little week so why not take your anger out on a Peloton bike that's my that's my yeah. commercial you the know. Welsh apparently scripted week 14 I had no idea lost in the fantasy well, playoffs get on a no, bike no, no, no. you know what you're talking about I don't know if you guys remember but you're just talking about week 14 of last year was it oh, did, what, we had the same thing yeah, week 14 of last year was like when Ezekiel Elliott went belly up. Uh, Kamara did very little. It was David Johnson was still, you know, not this year's David Johnson. He didn't do anything. And oh, that was man. the week that Derrick Henry scored four touchdowns. Oh, that was, ooh, yeah. This, yeah, this was uh, actually, no, I think Ezekiel Elliott did something in week 14, but not week 15. But week 14 was the big one. I remember it being week 14 was the big one. Week 15 was almost as bad. And then it happened again in week 16. It was like the Todd Gurley weeks were too, like uh, were on opposite sides of that when CJ Anderson finally showed up. So it was week 14, like <laughs> when that really all started to win. How much crap. blowback did you get? Did you get, cause you know, we've chronicalized it over on in this league. I love to talk. I always love to talk about like the inner workings of the industry. I like to talk about people. I think that's fun. And like the amount of like, just, I mean, if I can say it, losers that hit the internet and just decided, oh, this is the week that I'm, I'm really going to tell the analysts that I listen to and follow what's up. Did you get any of that blowback? I would have loved to have seen uh, it. No, actually, I got I got people mostly venting, which I understood. Yeah, it venting, was surprising. Yeah. I was waiting. I was waiting for a lot of yeah. Todd Gurley only. So that was the, yeah, thirty points in week thirteen, and then he had seven in week fourteen and twenty nine in week fifteen, and then like I said, that was Derrick Henry. David no one Johnson yelled at you about Drew 14. Brees. No Drew Brees yelling. No, I mean there was so there was the the thing was interestingly enough. So I will say this, like Drew Brees, I definitely had ranked too low. I think everybody most did. everybody, except so did everybody. Else. He, his no, highest rank was, was 14 no, no, no. on Fantasy no. Pros. 
Well, that's because Pat Mayo is not on Fantasy Pros. Pat Mayo had him at number five last week. Kudos to Pat Mayo. Pat Mayo yeah. is shout out. Like that's one thing. He always says like my rankings would probably be like the most inaccurate on Fantasy Pros because he ranks how he wants to rank and he's going to rank how he would play them. But I tell him all the time. I think he would do better than he thinks he would. So in any case, he did have him at five. But I'll say the reason I didn't get any pushback on Drew Brees is because everybody I said yes to pivot to still did well. Like yeah. I said, it's fine if you want to play Sam Darnold. It's fine if you want to play Ryan Tannehill. It's fine. I forget the third one that was the most common, but all the guys people pivoted to were like QB1s. So it was kind of like, all right, fine. I didn't get the Drew Brees ridiculousness, but I still had a performance that didn't cause me to lose. Yeah, you're not getting like people where they're like, hey, should I do Russell Wilson or Drew Brees? And you're like, well, Russell Wilson, dude. And then Russell Wilson craps the bed and everyone loses their mind. I don't know. It just it, br- it brought out the worst in everybody. Like it, it's so, Christmas oh, season, the worst in everybody. Perfect <laughs> pivot. Perfect pivot. Thank you. See, this is why you guys yeah. are good at what you do. You didn't even know you were pivoting for oh, me. I know. I yeah. want to talk about that. I want to talk about Russell Wilson. He wasn't even on the list. I want to bring up. That's a really good question of right now. It's week 15. What, what do you guys tell everybody this time of year? The same thing I tell them. Don't panic. Don't overthink it and start. Like, I am not kidding you guys. On my rankings column last week, this is a question I got. I am not kidding. I'm excited. I'm facing mm-hmm. somebody who has Dak Prescott at quarterback. Should I bench Mike Evans for Randall Cobb to offset that? Oh, geez. I mean, I can't, I can't do that stuff. I can't. Come do on, that. Man. I turn into the losers that start screaming <laughs> at the analysts because I free. It's like it's like, come on, dude. Like maybe there's a bit of logic that lives in there, but co- I turn into Chris Carter. I'm like, come on, man. Like please don't do that. <laughs> but see, that's what I'm saying. It's like it's obviously an experienced owner. We're laughing at him, but and experienced owners are laughing at him. But inexperienced, like I understand. Like you said, there's probably a little bit of logic. And I told him if you're splitting the difference, if you have two close wide receivers, like if we were talking Corey Davis, I don't like and Randall the idea Cobb, of splitting the difference anyway, though, because you you know you, you try to do that and you're holding the one guy he doesn't pass to. Uh, well, I know, but for the entire game that got, seems to work out every time like that. Well, true, but what I I was saying like back to back guys, like I said, I was bringing up Corey Davis, like Corey Davis and Randall Cobb, like okay, fine, they're both wide receiver fours. If you want to play the one because you can't make the decision, right? Then I, I get that that's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I bring that up because it's a good example of what we say every year: is don't panic, don't overthink of it, don't you know, try and get cute. Like I had somebody ask me, should I stack? all three Browns this week that I own. Like, this isn't DFS, but <laughs> right. it's playoffs, so people are <laughs> overthinking things. So first question, I want to talk, I'm going to bring up a list of players that are quote-unquote studs, but that you might not actually play at this or not want to play, but yeah. feel maybe reticent is the best word. Like, you, you kind of almost have to. So let's start with Russell Wilson. I'll go to you first, Chris. Russell Wilson, over the past four games, has been awful, including Tyler Lockett, and maybe that's a correlation there. It's a decent, not great matchup against Carolina. You definitely run against them more, but it is Russell Wilson. Like, How far are you going where you feel comfortable still starting them this week if you happen to have survived? I'm concerned. Russell Wilson, over his last seven games, has scored over 20 points one time. One time. And guess what? Tampa Bay. Hey, shocker. Five touchdown game. That took where he had like 30, it was like 30 plus points. Otherwise, he's been he's been held under 20 points six of his last seven games. He's got four touchdowns over his last four games as well. 
four interceptions. The wide receiver core is worrisome. Tyler Lockett has disappeared. Josh Gordon doesn't exist. DK Metcalf is a whole thing. Maybe there's more concentrated focus now with Penny out um, with Chris Carson that they're not going to feel confident enough to try to you know be a, a top in running team. So maybe you can get Russell Wilson out there. But the guy has gone four straight weeks without throwing for over 300 yards. I'm concerned, and he's actually pretty aggressively ranked over on the Fantasy Pros side this week. I don't feel as confident. I don't like to get crazy cute, like you said. I think it's uh, this is it's a big problem this type of year. Sometimes I've always told people you got to find a spot where you can live with the mistake. And sometimes you can live with the mistake of the stud disappointing than you can sitting the stud for you know just some good matchup and then the stud goes off. Russell Wilson's one of those cases that it's not like. It's not like this is the the best or worst matchup. I mean, I think the defense is going to press a little bit harder on Russell Wilson this week, but he's inside the top five, and I don't I don't like it. I might get a little bit cute. I actually like Jimmy Garoppolo. I like Ryan Tannehill. I kind of like both of those matchups a little bit over Russell Wilson. It's not that he can't go off, but he hasn't been going off, and this is do or die. And both of those guys perceivably are way lower. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, Ryan Tannehill, that is getting cute. I like the matchups, and they've been performing at really high levels. So, you know, is, is Russell Wilson a, a non-startable QB one in, you know, like a 12-man format? Here, Maybe, here, but here I'll go, go. Tannehill and Garoppolo. How many days out of the 12 days of Christmas are you concerned? Mm. Like seven, you know. Seven? Yeah, mm. over half. I'm like, I'm like nine. I was gonna say, so you're, you're, uh, what is ladies dancing? That's what you are. <laughs> I, <laughs> I like that. That should be the December metric for worry for no, that's all what we're time. Doing. I just decided right on the spot. That's what we're doing for every single one of these. I don't know if you're gonna. You're like, nine I ladies don't know. dancing. I don't know any of them. Like, uh, what's the twelve? I only know the redneck days. Of twelve Christmas, drummers. Like the I know five Fox golden rings for. Calling birds, yeah, shirts, three oh, it's one of the worst tires, three French two hundred dogs. Yeah, yeah, and I'm a nine. To a Mustang GT. I'm a nine. I'm a nine on Russell Wilson, even though he's an MVP caliber guy. This is the time of year where he can absolutely go off. The matchups are not the worst in the world. I just think it's funny you go out and you look at like the twenty point plus projections on Russell Wilson week in and week out, and the guy has. How far scored. down are you going though? Are you starting? Eli against Miami. No, 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 I already said this. Like he could still be viewed as a QB one, but like he's like a top five valued player this week. And I think guys like uh, Jameis Winston. You gave some Detroit. names that you would start over. Yeah, I don't here, think... here, here. I have one, Scott. I'll go to you. You can tell okay. me. I'm kind of curious, and I, I want your answer too, Chris. Aaron Rodgers against Chicago, mm. or Russell Wilson's against Carolina. Um, Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers for me too. I don't like okay. that. I don't like either one of them. But... What about you, Jake? Parse. Uh, Car- uh, I'll get there in a second. This saved me for <laughs> Check last. Check the link. Oh, okay. Sorry. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> While you're listening to the podcast. Yeah. Carson Wentz with me playing at wide receiver, apparently, or Russell Wilson. Damn it. Bogman? God. I, uh, this one I hate okay. because I love the His Wentz matchup. His top two wide receivers are likely Nelson Aguilar and Greg Ward this They're week. They're all dead. Yeah, yeah I'm, not, I'm not doing that. So uh, give, me, give, me, uh, give me Russ. Same. Chris? I'll go with I'll go with Russell Wilson. Yeah, I can't do it. Kyler Murray against the Browns no. at home. No, nope. Kyler Russell Wilson. Kyler. I'll go Russell Wilson. I'm Russell, done. I'm done with Kyler Murray. And you're going Jimmy Garoppolo. Are you going Jimmy Garoppolo too, Scott? Yeah, the Niners play. Who do they play Atlanta. again? Against Atlanta. Atlanta. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. absolutely. See, the only thing that scares me about that is any given week 
it could just be run fest for the 49ers. And actually, this is also why I'm so scared to use Mostert this week is because it's like, hey, guess what? Yeah, I've been doing this for the past three games. Well, screw you guys. It's Tevin Coleman again now. Right. <laughs> I can see. I mean, it's not like Doug Peterson bad over there, but they have been switching off to whoever the best uh, running back is. All right. On last one for you guys. Dak Prescott against the Rams at home. He Dak. is at home. Give me Dak. Chris, mm. what'd you, what, what was your choice, Jake? What did you, what'd you pick? I didn't pick this one yet. Oh, I told no, you, you didn't. Oh, I one. didn't hear. What was your pick? What was your pick? Um, yeah. I'll go. I'll go. I'll go with Dak on this one. I'll go with Dak on this one. That's that's how kind of out oh, wait, I am wait, on Russell I Wilson. I do have one more. Stop it. Okay. Fitz Magic against the Giants. Nah, Russell Wilson. I'm not doing that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm ru- still Russell Wilson. I like Fitzmagic, but he's he's almost in There's the Carson Wentz territory. You, you want to know where right. I think the line actually sits? Kirk Cousins versus the Chargers to Russell Wilson versus Carolina. I don't think that. Well, see, I, give I'm, me I'm Kirk Cousins. I'm not a big fan of Kirk Cousins this week. You what? The Chargers defense has been playing much better of late, especially against the pass. What? I'm um, not mine. What what do you guys? I mean, it's not the marker for all markers, but what do you guys think Kirk Cousins is ranked on Fantasy Pros this week? For the for the rankings, uh, thirteen, nailed it. Thirteen, and Russell Wilson is five. I just want to point that out. No, there's it, but it's, uh, the point being, it's in the conversation. By the way, as of today, Russell Wilson is nine for me to answer your question, Chris. Okay, so well, who are the two guys ahead of him? I do two. Yeah, just two. Just two. Oh, me two. Right, who's Bobby. seven and eight? Oh, who's right? Yeah, right in front of him is actually Tannehill and Dak. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I think um, okay. So we agree on the Tannehill front, which I think I think that's also a line it's for people Brian feeling Tannehill. like it's getting too cute. Like, can I really go in? You know, uh, the most uh, important time, week fifteen. Can I go in with Ryan Tannehill? Yeah, you can against Houston. You can. <laughs> the Ryan Tannehill has been like the number two quarterback since he took over. Is the second week he took over? I mean, he's uh, the Titans have been playing well too. So. Uh, he's he's been a nice big spark that just shows how bad Mariota is, right? How bad is he? <laughs> I, I, I tell you, he's looking at a backup job next year. People keep telling him crazy, and I'm like, nope, he's looking at a backup why, job. Who's All telling right. you you're crazy? Yeah, why? He's definitely a backup guy. This is my daily life is waking up and just finding out I'm crazy. Come on. <laughs> I, had somebody, right. I had somebody yell at me this morning about your ranking show only talks about 12 players. What the hell is this show even called rankings for? <laughs> uh, I'm good with talking about 12 players, so I think we've covered seven. Well, I mean, already. that is our metric. So we only for, have five left. We right? have 12 days of Christmas. Oh, yeah, that is, that is our metric. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right, 12 first. fantasy players. <laughs> Chris, hi, coming to you first. You want running back or wide receiver? I'll even let you pick where we're going next. Oh man, I know what running back you're going to ask me, and I kind of don't want to answer that. Let's go. Oh, wide so receiver. you want running back? No, so I lied. Wide. I'm going to Scott first. I'm going to Scott first. I'm going wide receiver. You see what I did there? Oh, <laughs> you, you, why I oughta you, Jake? All right, Scott. Yes. OBJ. No BJ. I'm purposely doing this for you, Chris. I got. I'm done letting you do the follow up on this. So Scott, OBJ. How many 12 days of Christmas are you concerned? Uh, like 13 or 14. He oh, doesn't so want to be 12. there. You can't go past the 12 drummers drumming. 12. 12 drummers drumming. They're all drumming him out of town mm. is exactly oh. what's happening. Ba-boom. So I, I am. Look, this is a great matchup against the Cardinals, but he's banged up. Clearly, Baker let us know all about that. So and how it wasn't handled right. And 
you know, they just they need to run the ball. Baker Mayfield is not that good. It worked last week against the Bengals. I would expect it to be tons of of uh, Nick Chubb and uh, Kareem Hunt this week. And I don't expect them to throw the ball a massive amount of times. And the one guy that I want to own there is Landry. So I don't want any part of OBJ. So, Chris, I want to know how many days of Christmas and also how many days of Christmas does progressive regret having Baker Mayfield on all the commercials? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so let's start with Baker. I would have to say probably 11. Because here, here's, so the pipers piping. Yeah, yeah. Here's why the drummers aren't drumming and the pipers are just piping here is because the one thing that's working in the favor is unanimously everybody's favorite part of Baker Mayfield in 2019 are his commercials, not his play, not the Browns. They're actually, pretty fun. Yeah, it, it, everybody talks about like like we all uniformly are like, well, we like the commercials. It's funny when he's standing there drinking the coffee and the the cleaning guy is just staring at him like like he's well, funny see in you the later. commercials. Yeah, so I would say you know that what always makes me think of Dumb and Dumber. When yes, totally. Yeah. Big gulps. Oh, big gulps. Yep. All right. See you later. See you later. You know what? I'm taking that 11 off. I'm going down to like I'm going to go down to a six. I think Progressive is mighty mighty happy. I think they're breaking even. They're breaking even. On Odell Beckham. Actually, that would be like a six point five. So you're taking like some of the geese and some of the swans. You're just taking a lot of birds. Yeah, it's like and a they turducken. got a new customer because Mason Rudolph has to get insurance for uh, helmet collisions. So, Vogman, <laughs> <laughs> mm, you're trying to put us in an area we shouldn't go. Oh. Um, oh, Odell Beckham. I'm at a I'm at a twelve, and this this has kind of been my big mantra for this week. This does have a lot of the workings of one of those where. It's like opposite day where we look and we're like, listen, Odell is just fading. The guy has had 11 targets in the last two games. He's caught five balls. He hasn't eclipsed 75 yards in the last two games combined. He hasn't had a 100-yard game since week six. Everything is worth and, and the injury. I mean, outside of the obvious where the guy doesn't want to be on this team, there's already, you know, Jake Glazer's got the reports. There's going to be a mixed mismatch of, you know, confidence as far as the team goes, but he's also injured. Take all of that stuff. It makes me completely out on Odell in the most important time. The problem is, is this is all the makings. It's a fantastic matchup of pivoting off and Odell catching nine of 11 targets and having a big day, but I don't want to be there for it. I I think well, I could see the value of him being a Patrick wide receiver Peterson, three. That's not that's not fantastic if he sees him. No, if he does, and I think I would think that's where the defense would put a focus on, and that's why I'm with Bogman. I agree on the pivot of Landry. I would say if I had to just pick, if I had to be black or white, I have to pick a side. I'm out on on Odell Beckham. I don't want to start him. I think that, I think we could go down a list of much lower ranked players, and we could be much more comfortable with the matchups that I would rather like. Guys like guy like Zach Pascal. If there's no T.Y. Hilton, I think I'd rather have Pascal yeah, than Pascal. Odell Beckham. Here's the one good thing. So there's good and bad. I actually just wrote him up in the columns, Zach Pascal. Hey. Of, of, of ODU. <laughs> of course. How do you friend. like your new uh, head coach there, by the way? Uh, ODU? Yeah. Uh, they got the Penn like, State offensive coordinator. I, I know. Yeah, that's. Uh, but we're also like we we still don't kind of talk about what happened with the old coach. <laughs> I brought that up in the show that I do for the Washington Huddle that I do down here for Wavy TV Ten. We were talking about. He's like, yeah, we don't really talk about that. But no, I, I, look. It's pro- here's the biggest problem that ODU has. It's a complete sidebar. The biggest problem ODU has is I still don't see where we're going to get the talent from because this area, despite having some big names that have come from this area. They're already always going to go look at Virginia Tech or Virginia if yeah. they even want to stay in if they even want to stay in state, let alone 
going like I just don't see how ODU is ever going to be able to get the talent unless it just slips through the crack. They should have never jumped to the conference USA. They should have never done that. But anyway, sidebar aside, uh, <laughs> the Zach Pascal thing. I actually I think this is okay because everybody's going to see Marshawn Lattimore. But the good news is I don't know that people realize this. Pascal drops to the slot about a third of his snaps. Marcus Johnson doesn't. So I actually think he could get away from Marshawn Lattimore. I do like the Pascal point. But so let me ask you about this one. Chris, we're going to come back to you. We're doing like Serpentine here. So we're going to go back and forth. That's why you should have figured out I wasn't going to you second. So wide receiver, going to stay there. Let's go back to Russell Wilson. Tyler Lockett, where is he full on the 12 days of Christmas concern level? Oh, man. See, the, <laughs> I, I knew we were going to go to Lockett. This is another one where <laughs> we talk about not trying to get too cute. I'd say that um, – I'd say that well, if I'm you're not at a in 10. on Wilson. You're not in yeah, on Lockett. Yeah, I'm right? at a t- I'm right. at a ten. The guy, the guy has caught five Lord's balls over the last three everybody. games. Yeah, I'm out. I'm out. Uh, again, let's let's just talk um, black and white. Let's not have a middle ground here. I'm out on Tyler Lockett. I don't like Russell Wilson this week. He's not getting any targets anymore. Potentially, the the one caveat, I guess, I would you know like my little, you know, like, oh, that's my saving grace here would be. If with Penny out, that the offense could adjust a little bit with just Carson, there's a possibility for that. For that, but four straight weeks, they haven't been able to find it, uh, find a way to make it work. Not that the matchups have been great. I'd point out San Francisco, Philly, Minnesota, and the Rams not the best matchups in the world. But that offense is too mixed up, and Tyler Lockett is not a focal point enough in it that I feel confident about it. So I'm out on Tyler Lockett as well. Yeah, I'm I'm with him. You know, uh Tyler Lockett with the Lords of Leaping, or are you going yeah, I'm I'm with the Lords of Leaping. That that's probably fine. Like I think he'll he'll get some receptions in this game, but four for forty eight last week or whatever it was, somewhere in that neighborhood. Four for I'm not looking at six targets. Four for forty three. Okay. So, you know, he had the targets, but for whatever reason, like you mentioned before, it's not clicking. And we've seen the Panthers give up some rush yards. I think it's gonna be a lot of Chris Carson this week. So I am just not interested in Since Tyler Lockett. He had more targets in week nine than he's had ten through fourteen combined. He had eighteen. And he's targets been all over nine. the place. Guess what? Against right, he's, Tampa he's, Bay. It's always against Tampa <laughs> Bay. He's been targeted fifteen times in four games. The offense. Well, and that moved was away. the last time that Russ was good. Was that game? Yeah. So it makes sense. So. <laughs> What about you? Well, let me ask you. Uh, let me ask you, you, Jake. No, you. no, that's not how the show works. Do you want? <laughs> I want you to rank these. Will you rank these? Is there a place I could see where you could rank these? Zach Pascal, there Odell Beckham, Tyler Lockett. Rank those three. Oh, I, want, I wonder how they're going to rank. We'll have to find out. If you're listening <laughs> to this, you've already found out because fortunately we're recording this those before aren't midnight. Not part of the twelve players that we're required to talk about. Oh, Chris. can you not yes. do it because the link hasn't been linked yet? No, the link is out. Okay, well, answer. People it. need but to answer check it on the podcast. It. Oh. Give me the no. give me the top no. guy of those three. Oh, uh, who is it? Odell Pascal, Beckham, Zach Odell, Pascal, and Lockett. I'm looking right now. Uh, let's see. It is Odell Beckham, and I don't even like it. Boo. <laughs> I, I, I was about to <laughs> say. Change it. But, but here's Pascal the thing. Bust. But here's the thing. They're all wide receiver threes. What is that? that that's that's the point. point. Like that's point. that's that's where we're at now. So that's so. I'm going to ask you here, how about this? I will tell you, you guys can't see because we're recording it. Ha, ha, ha. But so I'm going to give you a hint. So let's talk about my wide receiver 28 for the week. And let's say I told you, Scott, that the last three games, this wide receiver has four targets, four targets, eight targets. He has two catches, three catches, three catches. He has 39 yards, 26 yards, 26 yards. 
He had a touchdown in that first game, but this was the concern the entire year for John Brown was this schedule gets (laughs) awful. How many days of Christmas are you concerned about John Brown? Because the schedule does not lighten up this week. No, it definitely doesn't. So, um, I mean, you gotta be somewhat concerned and I've been trying to put this in the Welsh's ear for about a month now and he will not have it. But uh, I mean, look, Josh Allen does most of his damage or a lot of his damage with his legs, and that's what you're going to have to kind of lean on. Uh, it's going to be a rough game in Pittsburgh uh, this week, too. So uh, I, I think I, I'm probably I'm not too concerned because he's still good. Like he finds a way to get points. He threw a touchdown last week. Um, I, I think uh, I think I'm like a five on John, worried about Ooh. John Brown. So just some gold rings. That, that's yeah. I'm surprised. Five golden rings, right? Five gold. Five He's gonna have 49er no Super Bowl rings. <laughs> John Brown only has two games this whole season uh, with single-digit fantasy points. This past week against Baltimore is one. Cincinnati in week three was the other. He's been super consistent, but yeah, he he really has tapered down. I do love that he's able to find ways to make things work. Hate the next two weeks uh, at Pittsburgh and at New England. But Pittsburgh is really good against the run, and I'm a little—I'm actually a little bit optimistic. Even though Minka Fitzpatrick is one of the most underrated defensive players in the league, I'm a little bit optimistic coming off of that just absolute crap show that they put up against Baltimore. Even though they scored some points, but Josh Allen was just <laughs> bad. I'm optimistic that they're going to be able to pivot a little bit, and they know they need to get the uh, get the ball in John Brown's hands. Do I feel good about it? No, it's a lot of the same trends. A lot of players we've been talking about. But the guy is the biggest focal point of the offense. It's not like like with Odell, what does the team pivot to? Well, they go and pivot Singletary to Jarvis Landry. Singletary missed a, a bunch of time, and he's becoming a bigger part of the offense now, like kind of right before our eyes. Yeah, but that, that's about it. That's what I'm getting. Like with the Browns, you've got Nick Chubb. You, Kareem Hunt has taken a big role in the passing game and kind of been a safety blanket. And Jarvis Landry is the big player that they can pivot off of. Buffalo Bills don't necessarily do that. Uh, yeah, and John Brown is a big explosive playmaker. So where there is worries, and I understand, and I think he does kind of belong in the same territory of the Tyler Lockett. Give and me the a Odells. number. I did. I said. Oh, <laughs> I didn't say a number. Um, I'm actually a little bit higher than Bogman, just because I'm. I so don't optimistic. care about any of your stuff. I just want your number. I'm seven. I'm seven. <laughs> give me your what is seven? Down. Swans a swimming number. Damn it, Swans, Swans a swimming. Swim. I'm Swans a swimming with John Brown because I'm such a John Brown stan. That I'm I'm worried, while at the same time, I actually think this might be a decent spot for him to kind of pivot back. I like this as like a seven to nine target game, maybe one big play. Uh, That's where I'm at. Yeah. Lots yeah. of pivoting going on in this show. Yeah, yeah. You, and you guys are both like a little Dak too Prescott. low on him. I'm, def- I'm definitely like on the leaping boards side of things. What is that? Like a 10. Is that seven? <laughs> I actually legitimately just moved him down while we were talking. <laughs> I moved him down <laughs> wow, two more spots. we're both like, rude. yeah, it's kind of concerning, but it's not that big a deal. And he's like, nah, you guys are idiots. I'm moving him down. Never mind. But is your worry <laughs> so, because he was such he was so high? Like, I feel like how you're talking about this, Jake. I could be wrong. I feel like how you're talking about it is like this is the correction. You're just like, well, things are just getting so bad. We have to really, really correct. Like he's had he had one bad. I mean, he's he's he's. Hasn't no, performed he's got at a super high level. straight terrible games. Oh yeah, but well, like, I mean, he it, scored double digit points it, in those terrible games. No, he didn't. Except he the scored ten point nine because he happened to find no last two. He happened to find the end zone against Denver. Thankfully, otherwise, it's always on half points. We're always oh, on. three for twenty six. Both of the past. Well, even so, even full point PPR. Both the last two games are identical stat lines. Three for twenty six. 
Yeah, but didn't he throw a touchdown? Yeah, he threw a touchdown. He yeah, he threw a touchdown in week thirteen. Yeah, John Brown? No, he didn't. Yeah, he did. yeah yes, he did. he did. Yes, he did. Okay, well that doesn't count. <laughs> it does count. No, it literally okay. counts. Hey, I it even made that point, counts. Jake. No, no. no. <laughs> it literally point, like, is okay, on the stat line. It still only gets him to eight point one. <laughs> it still only gets him to nine point six. If you want to throw in full point PPR, it's still not double digits. So in your face. Point being, I'm not going to count. <laughs> he did on get the him passing yards. A damn touchdown every single week. <laughs> well, he did get points for the passing yards. I just want to point that out. So five five point six for the uh, catches. I mean, we're picking it. Yeah, it, it, it's concerning. But but hey, uh, I'll tell you it, what. I tell you what. You go play John Brown, hoping for your passing touchdown, and I'll continue with my <laughs> Lords of Leaping that starts with a one. Okay, and you can but who who are you playing, John Brown? Like who did you move him down? Who went just ahead of who, him? Uh, Darius Slayton and D.D. Westbrook. D- D- okay, I mean, D.D. D- Westbrook, I don't understand at all. But uh, Really? With Darius- no D.J. Chark? Darius Slayton, is Chark officially out? He's 100% out? Hey, there's no way he's playing this week. Okay, He might not play again this season. I-, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised by that either. I just, you know, uh, until it's 100%, you know. Uh, I'm to be just- honest with you, I might even feel better about Chris Connolly at this point. Oh, no, you don't. Get- you don't. Just stop it. Stop. Stop that. Stop. You're just no. being hateful. Now three for twenty six. How about okay? I got one for you. Touchdown and right. stick it. John Brown or Deshaun Hamilton? <laughs> <laughs> Which one? Did we lose Chris's audio feed? <laughs> 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 uh, wait a minute. 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 Darius Slayton or Tim Patrick? That's what I want to know. I've never. I was never a Tim Patrick guy. I've never, I know, but he, ever, he's better ever than Deshaun Hamilton. Wanted a no, Buffalo Bill. He's not better Bill. than Deshaun Hamilton. Deshaun Hamilton dropped one bowl and just apparently pissed off the staff for the rest of the season. I've never wanted a Buffalo Bill to succeed more than I am in Week 15. <laughs> I, I get you get your phone ready. I, I will be texting if John Brown gets a touchdown. I'm tweeting. I'm texting. I'm screaming from the rooftops. Hey, guess what? Even if he gets a touchdown, enjoy, 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 <laughs> enjoy your enjoy. ten points. Enjoy. Uh, <laughs> All right, let's do a bet. Uh, John Brown versus Chris Conley this week. No, the the, the bet would be I said I almost. The oh. bet would be versus D.D. Westbrook and Darius Slayton. Pick one of those. Um. I, I'll by the way, him, I'll hold, take on, him over hold on. I'll take Slayton. Do you know what? Te- do you know what ten point nine points got you last week? Wide oh. receiver thirty four. Yeah, so there right. you go. Yeah, I'm saying it's great. That's not, that's not fantastic. I mean, that's been John Brown. Like, John Brown is a floor and player. And I put him down to wide receiver 30. I, I'm not killing you for it, by the way. Like, uh, you're, I'm not killing you for your rank. I'm just saying, like, the trend is not fantastic. But if the offense is going to pivot, that pivot is to John pivot. Brown. I'm hopeful it happens, but it's a bad matchup. No, it's been I, Cole Beasley. Cole Beasley has been their best wide receiver. Yeah, he has been good. He has been good. <laughs> they <laughs> need to draft somebody. T. Higgins look really good. Let's go. If only Antonio Brown had gone there. <laughs> uh God, what a mess! I forgot. Well, about I, that I'm guy. sure. I'm sure he'll be available next year. So yeah, who are you? Who are we snaking back to here? I, I don't even know who went first on that one. Because we got uh, so. I think Bogman. Whole, uh, I, th- or, no, I think Bogman I went first. first. Okay, so you yeah. you go first. All right, so yeah. we'll see. Wide receivers. I have a feeling this one might just not register on the twelve days of Christmas. We ha- we might have to have just like a, I don't know, our two now nah, two front teeth two. We need a bigger number. What's a bigger now? What's some, some a Christmas song? Do we have a Christmas song that has like 99 days of Christmas or something like that? Like oh, the beers on the wall? Maybe because... like an advent <laughs> calendar. It'll be like the piece of chocolate. There you It'll go. be like the garbage. Hey. It'll be like the, you know, the little Hershey kiss for day 20. <laughs> That's perfect because I'll let, the, as you can tell, this is mine. I'm I'm calling this one first. 
He doesn't even register on this chart because there's not enough. I have him at wide receiver 61 this week because Whoa. if you took the name off the back of the jersey, the dude just put up a zero, which isn't that much different from what he's been putting up. Chris, Brandon Cooks. If it wasn't for his name being Brandon Cooks, would anybody care? I don't think anybody cares that his name is Brandon Cooks at this point. <laughs> I mean, do they? He has been a non-factor all season long. He had that tiny, tiny like, little stretch in September. Little is stretch. he one of the biggest busts that nobody's talking about because he yeah. wasn't a first or a second rounder? Well, yeah. you know what was the worst part about him, too, is there's that collective group think where you know, you're know doing your preseason work and everyone's just like, well, these are all kind of talented guys and they're just all in the same spot. And it was like Brandon Cooks, Cooper Cup, and Robert Woods were all within like two spots of each other inside the top 20. Yeah, that's what I did. Yeah. I hate, and I hated Brandon Cooks coming into this year. He was a guy I was out on more than anybody. I thought Cooper Cup was the big run, uh, and he was for a while. And then apparently they're just like, nah, we're good. Tyler Higby. And then Robert well, the Woods. The whole offense has been terrible. Yeah. I mean, they've been underperforming across week. the board. I have, I, I can't see a scenario where playing Brandon Cooks makes sense. Like, I can't, I can't work through the logic where you're like, okay, well, this guy or this guy, where you get to the point where you're starting Brandon Here, Cooks. Here, I got one for you. Brandon Cooks or Greg Ward? Greg Ward, but not close. Uh, yeah. Not close. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I, mean, I hope I'm Brandon not to that Cooks spot. or Justin Watson? Justin Watson. Yeah. I mean, Brandon probably, Cooks give me, give me that Ivy Leaguer. Or Kelvin Harmon. Kelvin Harmon. Kelvin Harmon. I, I like Harmon one catch last week. I just hate Haskins so much. Um, yeah, know, I'd probably. You know what I'd I would have done this week? Uh, you know, it's over uh, by the time people are listening to this, but I would have, and I, I was saying this on ITL or in the week, I would have put a big claim on Brashad Perriman, assuming that Mike Evans was gone and assume if, J if James Swinson was still there, Perriman has kind of been a guy. Well, see, I'm a Watson guy. I actually think Watson might take Mike Evans' role in Perriman just stays being Perriman. I, I think I think Perriman, he's solidified even they're both with Mike open Evans. It up. Yeah, yeah I, mean, I think they're both going to open it up a little bit. And uh, O.J. Howard times. had, I mean, I How know O.J. Brandon OJ. Cooks or he's not a wee little man, Zacchaeus. Oh, I would rather Brandon Cooks. Come on. Yeah. You sure? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Zacchaeus is like, ah, isn't going to get a zero. How about you know, Kendrick? Uh, How about this? You want to bet? I bet he does get a zero. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I mean, there's no cover. How about Kendrick Bourne or Brandon Cooks? It's the easiest Kendrick Bourne you've ever taken, ever. You know, it, it would also the be the onlyest, yeah, the only Kendrick Kendrick Bourne Bourne I've ever taken. Yeah, no, <laughs> right. I'm I'm in agreement with your ranking. The Brandon Cooks doesn't belong anywhere on any starting lineup. All right. Yep. So, cool. Scott, I, I'm assuming you're with us. Are you on like day 23 of the Advent calendar? Yeah, I mean he's way down there. No thanks, Brandon Cooks. I'm out. And the reason people have been panicking about him. Uh, <laughs> What's that? I, you don't even open you, the advent calendar for him. It and it's that it's that like discolored piece of chocolate that looks like it's totally. been stale for you. Six skip years. that day. You're just like, uh, I'll open all. I'll open all of them I, in three I days. Think, I think it's even worse than that. I think he's the gamble chocolates. You know, like he's uh -huh. even worse than those. The advent. He's the gamble chocolates where you know the two of them are filled with caramel and that third one has uh, cherry toothpaste in it or something, right? <laughs> oh. Do you guys, well, I know Jake isn't. You ever had those like um, those little liquor-filled chocolates and you get all excited and then you have it and you're like, these are gross. Like, why? Yeah, why did I fall into those? Oh, I think I accidentally ate one one time and then they just go say, I'm not a liquor person anyway. 
Yeah. yeah. Which one did They're you not. have? Is, is it what it, what it, don't they change it if it's a dessert? Then is it not liquor? Now it's liquor. 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 I hate that word. That's right. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> Those are gross. Those are so not Why do you good. hate the French? Ah, it's just like let's just, let's just pick why, a word. And stick Chris, with it. why are you racist? We need to open this bag here. <laughs> Don't do that this year. <laughs> yeah, not in 2019. Can't joke about that. <laughs> why do you hate people buying people Pelotons, Chris? <laughs> <laughs> well, guess what? I'm the SpongeBob. I'm out of here. I'm gonna get out of here. I'm the SpongeBob meme right I, now. I, so. I, I'm, I'm out of here. I'm a head, yeah, I'm a head out. <laughs> I'm a head out. <laughs> All right, let's talk. Uh, what do we got? Two running backs? Yeah, two uh, running this backs. This is where I didn't want it. This is what I wanted to avoid, what you're about to ask. Which one? Uh, the the big name one. Oh, the bigger name. Oh, fine. Then you get to go first on that. Then. Yeah, I hate it. So we'll go to you, Scott, on the other one first. He used to play for your team, the other one. So at this point, on mean, a Thursday night game, one? he's sick. He was out bowling. He don't care. Le'Veon Bell, how many days of Christmas are you concerned? This one to Bogman or me? This is for me. This right? is Bogman. Yeah. This... yeah, this is Bogman. Oh, okay. I don't care about it. I thought, well, you you had, you confused me, Jake, because you're like, you don't want this one. All right, we're going to go to you first. Uh, for you don't Bell, want none of this, do we? Uh, I'm, it, it's a 12 uh, because not only was he playing, he's playing. Uh, what what is he doing? He's bowling, bowling. instead of he playing like a two fifty seven or something. Well, congratulations that's with the flu. Yeah, that's really good. Jerome Bettis would be impressed by that. Mookie Betts but... would be like, hey, we could start a team. Uh, you know what? Here's <laughs> a, here's my new idea. No more Fortnite team ups. They should have bowling team ups. So like Mookie Betts, uh, Lev Bell, like this. Ninja, and like you know some rapper. But but it's it's a twelve out of twelve. Okay, so number one, he's one. He he's bowling instead of playing. And uh, that's got to rub people the wrong way. Well, he they said already he wanted to play. Okay, but they already don't want him there. And uh, today it came out that they're expected to trade him or at least make him available in a trade and Jamal Adams in the offseason. So they don't really like him anyway. And he complained about not getting enough touches. So all, all this adds up to Bell is a problem. I think Gase is probably the bigger problem right. even than, uh, than Lev, but... Uh, I don't want any part of this situation. Uh, you don't want no part of this, do we? <laughs> uh, Chris, are you, I know you're not going to pick three French hands because you're racist, so where are you going? Why? <laughs> How did this happen? I, 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 not I said, really racist. I didn't like uh... liqueur, and you're like, hey, you don't like the French. You're not racist. Like, what? what? I would say he's more of a white nationalist than racist. So. <laughs> Boy. Boy, you two are the worst. You, you two are a bunch of drummers drumming right now. That's where you're at. Uh, I mean, it's a bad matchup against Baltimore. It's early in the week, which has the connotation of just like, ugh. Like, having one of your running backs that's questionable going on Thursday is the worst feeling. He's continuously three straight weeks. His rushes have gone down. He's still catching the ball a little bit. Here's what I would say. He is less than ideal across the board. But I think he still finds a way in your lineup because at worst you're getting down to a flex spot. What's the move that you're making off of Le'Veon Bell? Do, do you have the choice? But to, here's a great one: Raheem Mostert versus Lev Bell. I'm going Mostert, but I think that's the line. I, I think I think most people 
if you just said what the production's been with Take Monster, but the problem is, let's still talk about his coach. Like, I hate Adam, everybody hates Adam Gase, and I don't trust Adam Gase, but the only person I probably don't trust more <laughs> is Shanahan. <laughs> like, I'm legitimately, I am so scared that in my playoffs, I'm going to put Mostert in, and he's going to be, I, I, legit, I wasn't kidding about the Tevin Coleman thing. Like, we haven't used Tevin he's Coleman done. in weeks. Yeah, he's done. And it's going to be yeah, like 16 done. carries. Yeah, but, you know, Mostert, I agree. Like, I needed another week I because I was worried when Bre- Breida was the one that worried me. None of the other guys worried me. Jeff, Jeff wasn't just – he gets a little bit – first game back. Well, and but they com- they completely centered their offense around Mostert. The, the, uh, the trick play with Emmanuel Sander, that's the Mostert. They break out running. It's the Mostert. Like, he is a – he's a low-volume – big play guy in one of the best rushing offenses in the NFL. So because he's superseded Tevin Coleman and he's like, he like Brita has lost his main role. He's the complimentary back to Mostert. So listen, like it's not sexy. I think there's multiple not sexy options that you can compare against Lev Bell where this starts to become a question, but I don't think there's enough of them where Lev Bell gets kicked out of your offense. The only thing that gets weird is if you start to have, like, maybe you picked up DeAndre Washington and you have to pick between a full-go DeAndre Washington if Jacobs is out versus Jacksonville or a guy like Le'Veon Bell. Otherwise, I don't think you have those options, so you're still putting him out there. But if you've got it, I would try to pivot off of it. But I'd say I'm like a, I'm a nine. Yeah, that's that's the problem that you already brought up. It's Thursday night, and, you know, you can't wait for DeAndre Washington. No, that's true. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we that, can't, that, you can also walk away from the microphone. <laughs> well, I'm sorry. Barkley was trying to chew up part of the carpet because. Damn it, Barkley. <laughs> Will you relax? We got a great show from Barkley pre-show that everybody missed. It was <laughs> I had a fantastic idea that Jake probably will never uh, make you know good, but I have a great way that you should end all shows and it has to do with Barkley. It was a great show that he put on, so. Yeah, I that. can't though because it's Ducktales and that's never going to go. You know, away you should do forever. You, you should do one of those. Oh, yeah, that's true. You should do one of those. Um, I mean, it would be copying off of a million other people, but like let Barkley make the tough decisions. You know, like take two chew toys <laughs> and put like Lev Bell and DeAndre Washington and see which one he bites. Uh, let's see which one she picks. Yeah. I thought you were going to say like the old like the end of those TV shows where it was like sit, boo boo, sit, good dog. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, like that one. Sit, Barkley, yeah. sit. Yeah, that's yeah. gonna die in ten years. No one will know that reference, and we'll all just be like, "Oh, we're old. We're <laughs> yeah. so old." Ten years? Um, do they still know it now? Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, all right. right. Well, guess what? World Chris, you get to go first on the last one, and it's the one that you were dreading, and it's the one that I brought up on the Throwback Show, and I said this, Chris, on the Throwback Show. I said I was watching the games on Sunday, and I was watching them and thinking to myself, you know what? Everybody complains about Saquon Barkley being the number one pick, and, oh, he's such a big bust. And Ezekiel Elliott has been good but hasn't lived up to it. And all the complaints about Le'Veon Bell and what happened to David Johnson. And I said, you know what? If we're talking about real disappointments, not just inside the top ten, but people were making a case to take this guy number one. He was probably the least of the big four taken number one. But some people wanted to because Mark Ingram was gone. And if you talk about Alvin Kamara this year, he has one game with a touchdown. He did granted now he scored rushing and receiving in that game, but it's still the only game with a touchdown. They just put up 40 freaking points on the 49ers and he had a disappointing game. At what point do we start talking about Kamara being bench? Where is he? There you go. 12 days of Christmas. How concerned are you? I am. I'm, I'm 11 with Kamara. 
Like, really? But, but yeah, I, I'm I'm that worried. But it, you got to put it in context, though. It's similar to the Lev Bell situation. It's 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 more feasible than Lev Bell. Like Lev Bell's like, a much bigger problem. But like, right. but it like, comes back. Yeah, that's what I'm getting. It's coming back to the same thing. Like, I'm really concerned, but I don't think you have enough options out there. The only option, I really truly think the only options that probably exist out there for the majority of people were players that you were able to pick up recent. And it would be guys like Adrian Peterson, DeAndre Washington, or maybe uh, Raheem Mostert. And those are the options that you live with. And that is really hard to stomach. It's really hard to stomach with Kamara. He is not a force in the running game. Uh, unless they really get it going. Yeah, I, I think he's top 15 carry. Last time he had more than 15 carries was October 7th, or October 6th, I'm sorry. He still is getting the catches, which is keeping him in, in full point and most likely, you know, at least at league average as far as uh, half point goes. But he's not um, he's not a uh, a rocket play. Like, he his ceiling is extremely limited at this point. So are you comfortable... He's a rocket man. He's a rocket man. What I'm getting at here is, like, are you comfortable with your 12 points with Kamara? Because you can get that. Because he's going to save you in the passing game. Or is it better to try to play the big shot option? Do you want to try to play it big for a guy that could be the big focal point of the offense like a DeAndre Washington? I think we're getting to the point where Kamara is suitable, but I'm super worried about it, and you have to be able to stomach the decision. I don't think Indianapolis is a good matchup for him as much as they pivot off the offense. I don't know if you can sit him this week, but I think you can consider it. And I'm not sure that's a great answer, and I apologize. But this is this is the one I have the <laughs> biggest problem with. Like, I can be definitive about Odell. I'm really torn on Kamara because we know what he's capable of. He just hasn't done it at all this season. He has one game where he did it the whole season. It was against Seattle. That's it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what What are you, Scott? What about you? This one, this one sucks. Uh, I mean, it's... Uh... You know, it's not as bad as a complete bottom out because if you look at the yards and the production and stuff, he's doing what he did last year. It's just getting in the end zone, which was a huge part of his game last year, which is why there were people even considering him as the number one pick last season. So and this was kind of my concern with this dude coming out of uh, Tennessee was he was just never asked to touch the ball 20 times. I think he did it like two or three times in college. So. Uh, with that, you always have that kind of inkling in the back of your mind of, man, you know, if this guy doesn't get in the end zone, he might be a problem because he's not Christian McCaffrey. He's not going to go out there and catch you 11 passes a game or anything like that and put up uh, an easy hundred yards. He has to earn it in fewer touches. So that has been the concern with him, uh, overall. So I'm not as concerned um, moving forward, but uh, this year, I, I think you kind of have to be. Um, so I guess my number would probably be like a six. Can I pose, can yeah, I pose a question? Lane. We finally got one. Can of I those. pose a question to you, Jake? Because like, I don't want to. I don't want to be yes. so wishy washy, and I feel bad for anybody listening because like, how much are we helping them with Kamara with this conversation? Everybody's a little bit timid about you gotta it. You got to start him. You got to kind of start him, just because I don't think there's enough great viable options. But let me turn the let me turn the conversation, and maybe this will be a little bit more helpful. And let me ask you, Jake, at this point in the season, week fifteen, how much is it worth it, and how much should you be looking to go for the big play for the hail mary? 
versus how much should you try to have your floor plays in there so the other team bottoms out? Does it make sense what I'm saying? Like, how much should you be, yeah. um, you know, going for that Hail Mary at this point and risking it all in the playoffs when it all is risk? Like, is, is this the time to make that play and sit a guy like Kamara if you're worried that he is just this floor 12-point player? Or is this not the time to try to get too cute because it all ends if you screw up? Yeah, see, that's where I would, is don't get too cute. But I analyze it like I do every other week. It's kind of like what I say in sports. If it's a foul in the first minute, it's a foul in the last minute. Well, if you would have made this call in week two, you still make the call in week 15. It's what your lineup is. If your lineup, if you all of a sudden limped in and you just lost somebody again, Larry, there's 7,000 injuries. If you just lost Devontae Parker and yeah. Mike Evans and all of a sudden your lineup is like, oh, my God, I'm going to need a few guys to hit. You know what? If you want to bench Camara for Monster, then you have my blessing. If you have a solid squad top to bottom that you lost two games all year and you're still rock solid heading into your playoffs, that's where I'm like, don't don't do it. Just play Camara because you know what? Camara, just like Barkley last week, still has the upside to be a fringe RB one even in a mediocre day and in a good day it could be top five. Yeah, and and that's a, it's a good point where if you've got a team construction that can lift Camara up. Like, you, you feel less the necessity to try to big, make the big home run call. Where if you are, I mean, still at the same point, I can't imagine if you need the big home run, not putting Kamara in there would make sense. Right. But if you've got like a heavy home run guy. Yeah, he kind of <laughs> is. But, you know, there might be a case where, you know, you're, you're, you're balanced. Maybe you don't have a core that can build it up. Projections are really favoring the other guy. Like and, a better one might be like a Philip Lindsay versus Mostert. Like, if you want to kind of, do you want to yeah. keep riding the consistency of Lindsay or do you want to, because Lindsay doesn't have the ceiling that Kamara has. Do you think Kamara, regardless at this point, or could this be a catalyst to it? Do you think, because I've been making the argument that Kamara has dropped himself out of the first round. Do you think that's happened? Or do you think one more bomb out performance against, especially week 15, where a lot of people might've been able to limp in with him after this past week, that another bomb out performance of him is going to resonate into 2020 where people are like, you know what? I can't do Camara because the Saints can't do Camara. Well, <laughs> Scott should know this because he's in the athletics way, 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 way too early 2020 mock draft. And Alvin Camara hey, thanks went for the invite. Nine. Thanks for the invite. Hey, I told him to invite both of you guys. Yeah, well, Bog- Bogman's bit is people invite ITL and he does it and nope, never tells me. Nope, nope, 100%. nope, nope. I got invited. No, I, I, I had, there was, I, and I didn't get invited from Jake. I got invited from Brandon Funston. So, so, so there you go. I don't, I, I get, apparently he had my email address. I had no idea you were any, on the email until after this started. So, because I responded uh, fairly quickly, like, Hey, I'm in, uh, what do you, what do you need me to do? Congratulations on your audition at the athletic. Thank you. Uh, I picked, I picked uh, Dalvin cook. I had third, the third pick overall. And I went with Dalvin. So, so there's, uh, there's three non-athletic people, Chris and Scott's one of them. Mike Florio and Andy Singleton are the other two. You didn't even get in the, the, like the top three for some reason. Wow. Yeah. Look at that. Yeah. What a, what a group. Mm -hmm. So, (laughs) In fact, what I did was I said, hey, could you not invite the Welsh? Because that would actually make <laughs> Oh, wait, wait. You need a second person. We don't want you. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I said. No. Uh, I Yeah, I saw Kamara go in the first round, and I kind of went, all right. Because oh, he went he over. He went, uh, what is so that? Ninth. ninth? Yeah. yeah. He went ninth. He, he went ahead of. twenty back off the board. He went ahead of Hopkins, Jacobs, Hill, Eckler, Julio, Fournette, and then Mike Evans was the other pick 
from Florio. So I don't know. Would you have gone with uh, Jake? Would you have gone with Fournette or Josh Jacobs over uh, Alvin Kamara? I would have went with Josh Jacobs for sure. You know, you got, everybody knows at this point how I feel about Josh Jacobs. So that's Does not Aaron question Jones go me. behind Kamara? Aaron Jones Aaron still Jones, isn't gone. Yeah, he's not gone. He's on the board still. I told you the problem with Aaron Jones. I don't want to play Deshaun Jackson or running backs, and that's who he is. Yeah, and, Kamara's and it's, not. It's no, it's no fault of his own. No, I'm not saying, like, look, I wasn't saying that for Kamara. It's just I'm not a Jones guy. Like, Scott especially knows this. It's just it has nothing to do with Jones himself. I love his talent. My problem is the Packers. I just the Packers are just never going to use them in what we want them to be. They, they kind of use them at, like Alvin Kamara. I mean, that's really what it comes like, down to. And to your point, though, he's been more productive than Alvin Kamara this year by far. What it, what is the argument that we're going to get? What's the what is the construction of a debate where we justify why Alvin Kamara, like, oh, this last year, this is what happened, and this is why this is what? Oh, it's is really go- simple. Yeah, it's please. one sentence. No, it's not even one sentence. It's two words. No, wait, three words. Mm. I can't. I can't count this. Welsh is not invited. Oh, okay. <laughs> no. Oh yeah, that's my that's favorite words. <laughs> no, positive touchdown regression. Yeah, yeah. That I mean that. Great. That's the thing because uh, we're we should all count the, it next year. We should count all how the many have that. Where where all the touchdowns that uh, Kamara had last year, and Aaron Jones is getting them all this year. This is why people call uh, touchdowns fluky. But I just want the guy in a great offense. And the Saints offense hasn't been until apparently the Niners and the Saints forgot their defense this week. Uh, but the, their offense hasn't been the same as it was last year. You know, it, it has been almost 100% Michael Thomas. And that's why here, Michael Thomas Here's your so what if too. question for you, Chris, is what if the Saints win the Super Bowl and Drew Brees retires? Then what? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I just yeah. like I, I think it's a fair argument. The positive touchdown uh, regression idea. I get it. He scored touchdowns he's, in he's one. Essentially, game. what Scott, what Scott just said. He's basically he's just hitting negative touchdown regression this year. But it went so far. It didn't. It went so far. Yeah, it didn't regress to the mean. It's just completely swung the opposite way. Well, there's so much too. The Saints' offense is not as good. Uh, you right. know, and uh, Kamara got banged up early in the season. So what's to say that he's not dragging that he around? Did, but or, if you look at it last year, yeah, what is it, two hundred and seventy or some odd touches for eighteen touchdowns. So the negative regression back to the mean would have him probably around ten or eleven this year. He's already got. I'm counting up real quick. Uh, over two hundred touches, almost two hundred ten touches already this year, and he's only got two touchdowns, both in the same game. So he's behind. But this is what this is why I always tell people there's no such thing as due because guess what if you take those two seasons together, you have the mean and that's right. What's, I, 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 so I love the next game. Kamara's not due for a touchdown. It's every individual instance is its own outcome. I personally love Alvin Kamara. I'm one of the dummies that that I didn't draft him number one overall, but like I would have the arguments that I felt like I wanted to be in this spot. And I and and the, these are fair arguments. Here's my problem ultimately, and why I, I think I won't have shares based on this. There is no discount. There is absolutely like I am all for right. discount. Give me pick fourteen Kamara. Let me piggyback. I don't know Nick Get Chubb and Alvin round. Kamara. Yeah, give me give me something like that. Give me the second round Alvin Kamara all day every day to play for positive uh, touchdown per, uh, regression. 
but that's not happening. He's going inside the top 10 still, and do I want right. my core of my team built around the inconsistency and the hope and the idea that the touchdowns are going to aggressively come back, or would I rather pivot off of him and go into another area and put my team construction in another spot? And I think that's where I'm at right now where it's laying because the consistency is so blatantly in our face right now that we are talking about sitting him uh, or at least – being concerned about him at the most important time of uh, fantasy football. And that's something that we should carry with us into 2020. Sorry, I didn't mean to make this about a 2020 conversation. Just Kamara, like you have such a great point, Jake, where we're focused on so many other players being a bust, where I think Kamara's at the top of the list of being a bust, and he's becoming an anomaly. And he's hard to deal with at this point, and he probably knocked plenty of people out of their playoffs this past week. Might not even be a concern for people in Week 15 to even have to play Kamara. Yeah, I don't yeah, think actually, he should have been a first-round pick. So I, I was kind of surprised that Florio took him where he did. So uh, I, I think Florio's I'm, I'm looking at it like even the 13 touchdowns off the 200 touches as a rookie, and maybe that's like, hey, well, at least if it only gets back to that, it's a huge rebound. But like you said, even that's a little bit above normal production, and this offense, as you said, Chris, hasn't been what it's been. Uh, I, I was actually surprised. I put this out as a tweet and did a poll. It was Bell versus Barkley versus Kamara, and Barkley ran away with it. And I yeah. was I was generally surprised. But I think that's only because Barkley, like I said at the beginning of this entire long question, which was two hours ago, mm-hmm. uh, that Barkley was more often than not taken number one, uh, even ahead of Christian. Like everybody's like, yeah, this is why it's so funny. It's so funny revisionist history. Because when I put this out, people are like, the people who didn't acknowledge all the risks that there was with Barkley and took, you know, should have taken Christian McCaffrey. Shut the hell up. Go yeah, look at give ADP. Me a break. Like it was Saquon Barkley was consensus number one. Zeke was usually number two. Christian McCaffrey snuck into the number two conversation. But get the hell out of here with this revisionist. Oh, everybody should have known. And the people that were like, Le'Veon Bell shouldn't have been a top 10 pick. The warning signs were there. Like, oh, shut up. (laughs) I'm with you. And Saquon still went two in this draft, CMC and then Saquon. And then I took Dalvin. So it was, uh, uh, but but I'm with the Welsh as far as, Camara's uh, value. I don't think he should be a first rounder. I think he's probably a second rounder. I'd take you hear that, Michael uh, Florio, Fournette, and Jacobs. I, Flo- Florio knows. Florio knows what he's doing. <laughs> I, I was just surprised to see him go that high. But I mean, I would take Fournette. I'd take Jacobs. I'd probably take Melvin Gordon wherever he winds. So that's up. actually what I was about to ask you, Scott. And we'll come back to you, Chris, too. So you brought up the picks that went. Austin Eckler went at the turn. If Melvin Gordon's gone. From San Diego. Oh, ooh, look at that. I haven't done that in a long time. I haven't done that in years. <laughs> San Diego Supercharges. Yeah, look what you bring out of me, guys. You ruin everything. So <laughs> if he's off the Chargers next year and it's Austin Eckler and blank, you know, assuming they probably, they're going to draft somebody, I, don't, I would assume it's not in the first two rounds, but we remember what Austin Eckler did at the beginning of this year, and we've seen what he's done the past couple of weeks, even with Melvin Gordon out there. Is Austin Eckler a better pick than Alvin Kamara? Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, depending on if Philip Rivers is still there, but probably. Yeah, Eckler has been amazing this season. He was really good when Melvin Gordon wasn't there. He's really good when Melvin Gordon is there. And Melvin Gordon's probably going to be gone. So uh, unless Melvin Gordon ends up in Philly, uh, which I'm surprised Boston Boston Scott still hasn't gone yet because we're halfway through the second (laughs) round here. Where is he? Mm -hmm. Come on. Uh, But, uh, yeah, I think that I think Eckler is – Eckler was borderline a first rounder. And when I saw it, I was kind of like, wow, man, Austin Eckler going high. And then I was like, I don't know if that is high, though. Like, 
Welsh, who would you rather have? Would you rather have Eckler or Julio Jones next year? Uh, well, I mean, assuming assuming that Melvin Gordon's gone and they don't bring in someone significant, I'd rather have Eckler. What about Eckler or Fournette? Oh, same thing, Eckler. Also go Eckler. Okay. What I'm concerned I'll- about, what I'm concerned about, and I, and I said this over on ITL, I think this week, I'm concerned that the Chargers pull a New Orleans Saints. Now, it, it ultimately might not matter because Eckler is still putting up big numbers. He's a little bit weighted by the crazy stats that he put up in the first, like, five weeks, which I think he had, like, four of the five weeks were 20-plus fantasy points. You know, he's obviously cooled off, but he's been consistent. Like, cool off, I use in quotes, because he has been consistent the whole year, one game of single-digit fantasy points in full-point full PPR. I'm a little worried if they showed some of the same signs, like if they go and bring in, you know, Boston Scott, they bring in Boston Scott, I got no worries. But I'd be more concerned if they went in and did like what the Saints did and brought in a guy like Latavius Murray to be like, well, we really like him in this heavy passing role and keeping him under 10 carries because since week four, he's only had one game of 10-plus carries since Melvin Gordon's come coming back. So if they show a commitment that he's the main guy, Eckler's a fantastic wheel pick. They clearly know how to use him in there. I'm just not sold that that's going to be the case right now. So I feel like I feel like in 2020, I'm going to be Melvin Gordon over Eckler, but Eckler has the potential to be a killer, killer fantasy option next year. What if Long Melvin Gordon short. goes to the Redskins? <laughs> All right, can we stop? Is that, is that one more? Stop? One more. Me- Melvin Gordon, Redskins, long. Melvin Gordon, or Austin Eckler? No. That's because Darius Guys. So that's not even a conversation. <laughs> Darius, Darius Guys, yeah, like he's gonna play. Like Darius Guys is gonna ever play. Darius Glass. No, don't you don't you be smirched, Darius Guys, on my show. <laughs> I love the guy. I want to I want to love the guy, but you know he's just hurt. Maybe hey, maybe you could do a podcast with him. That'll be your third athlete you can do a podcast <laughs> with, Jake. <laughs> you do need to. You do need to have a, never hurt on your podcast. You actually hurt. need to do a podcast with a basketball player now just to get the trifecta. That's what you need to do. <laughs> just to, like just Richard Jefferson. Three. Jake Seeley and Richard Jefferson for the athletic <laughs> why, basketball Why podcast. Richard Jefferson? I just picked a random basketball player. He's in media. Yeah, yeah I can see the athletic hiring he's, him. He's genuinely entertaining. He's very entertaining. Yeah. yeah. Actually, I, I think I've done more than that. Let's Jake see, Seeley done... and Channing Fry. I mean, because I did Michael Robinson, if you guys remember him, played for the Seahawks. So Yeah, yeah. Fullback, Penn State. Yeah, Penn State. Yeah, so Former Michael 49er. Robinson, Michael Thomas, David Wright. And D'Angelo Williams. So well, you did a fifth. podcast with David Wright. I'm saying you did like one show. I'm saying like you're doing a show with like D'Angelo Williams and, and Brad. So that Ziegler. one doesn't count. I need, I need to do like one, like yeah. one off show is what you're saying. No, it's like you need to just have no, a show. No, no, it needs to be a player. weekly show. Yeah, weekly show. Oh, it needs to be weekly. Oh, with Richard Jefferson? Okay. Yeah, yeah. you and Richard I got Jefferson. You. Oh, I yes. don't know what you uh, call it. Now I'm picking up what you're putting down. Yeah, all in hoops. <laughs> Check the all basketball. Yeah. So. <laughs> Uh, wait, can, can we bring up Boston? You, you said Boston Scott's like seventeen times. It's your show. What's the deal? You lead the way. It's your show. Is it just you? Just you? Just like the name? Is this like this is Scott Scott? That's all. That's no, all. No, no. I was just super annoyed by Boston Scott because <laughs> I mean I needed Miles Sanders to score fifty points, so that wasn't going to happen. Hey, but I, I keep... blame Miles Sanders for not hydrating. Well, okay, but the first carry of the game went to Boston Scott. It's was he not hydrated in the first quarter on the first drive? Very first answer. damn thing was Boston Scott. I was so annoyed. Let's hear the answer. Do you know what? You know what the answer is. Well, so if you check the link and read the waiver article, you know exactly why Boston Scott was involved as much as he was. Not just because of the dehydration issues. You know why? Doug He's Peterson. Aaron Sproles. And what it's does Doug, Doug Peterson, Peterson love? 
He loves Darren Sproles. He loves using that role. That was the only player before this season that touched the ball 60% of the time, and it only happened three times. But he loves roles. He loves splitting up that backfield, and he loves Darren Sproles. He found his new Darren Sproles. Who do you have more faith in understanding their running game, the Eagles or the 49ers? Oh, God. Uh, 49ers. I said those guys are going to be good. Right, and I also said, you know what the funny thing is, as a quick sidebar on that, I, I said this on the, the throwback show, guys, and Chris, since you asked the question, I said, I find it interesting that everybody talks about Sean McVay and being a genius for what he's been able to do at times now with, you know, <laughs> Jared Goff. It was great for half the season last year. Well, a little over half the season, but it's definitely fallen apart since then. But point being, they talk about him, they talk about the next Sean McVay, they talk about the genius of Bill Belichick. Obviously. How come nobody ever talks about Kyle Shanahan and the fact that nobody can stop his running game, no matter what fool he throws back there. Absolutely, I'm. I completely agree with you. Like he is, uh, he's almost player proof at this point. Like the offense yeah, that's that what he, I'm he, saying. It's, yeah. it's Belichick. I said this, Bogman knows. I said this before the season, and you can tell me if you still believe it or not, or if anyone believes it. But I said before the season started that the 49ers were going to look and run like a Patriots light offense. And what I meant by that is it didn't even necessarily matter the player. They have enough players that fit the scheme that they can churn them out. So would it be um, easy to consistently figure out who the big fantasy options are? No. But then finally they were able to readjust their offense that the star players have solidified themselves, bringing in Emmanuel Sanders. Debo got off of all his craziness and you know his rookiness in the first half. George Kittle was the constant, and everybody else, the pieces move through. Kyle Shanahan is has been Belichick light, really from top to bottom, defensively and offensively, how the team is run. Yeah, I mean, weight joke. Why do you hate fat people too, Chris? Come I, on, I, I have no room to talk, <laughs> so I can't. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I'm with you guys. I think that uh, Shanahan has done a great job, but I think a lot of it is you have to look at that O line. You know, the O line has uh, been incredible. I mean, it's not really hard if you're if you're smart enough to know which hole to hit. As long as you're not as dumb as Trent Richardson, you should be fine. <laughs> So uh, that's that's kind of what it is. So when you have uh, giant holes opening up for you when you're the running back because the offensive line is good because they spent a bunch of picks on linemen and uh, signed guys in free agency and stuff like that, uh, you know, it, it's working. You got to be more relatable, uh, though, Bogman. Don't throw a Trent Rich. Throw a Kalen Bellage reference. The kids will understand what you mean by that. Yeah. Well, Trent Bellage is Bellage might be dumber than than Richardson. I, I, you know what? I don't even think it's might be. And I've seen Richardson run into the back of his linemen like four times in one game, but he never ducked at a pass thrown at him like Kalen Bellage did. Unbelievable. <laughs> Unbelievable. You seem a little bit upset by that. I just can't believe he's so bad. Like, I, you I know. Can. Athletically, he's he's uh, you know amazing, but he just can't get out of his own way. So it's just well, ridiculous, Kalen Balaj. No, Kalen Balaj ma- makes Trent Richardson looking like he was running with like five eyes compared to like his vision. <laughs> he's a spider. Yeah, <laughs> Trent Richardson is a spider with all of his eyeballs compared to Kalen Balaj. <laughs> Kalen Balaj out uh, there with an eye patch. Uh, let's talk. You know what? Before we get out of here, we need to wrap this up. We've gone long, which I expected because we always go long. We always talk about great things and get sidebarred, but it's all it's always relevant. And then I just moved my chair weird and woke how up. Much, how like, much, do you get a lot of blowback when we, you do episodes with us? Because you've had us on a decent amount. Like, we'll go, I don't know how much you always go off the rails, but are people, people ever hit you up and they're like, Jake, what are you The Welsh doing? wants bad news. No, no, no. The so bad first people all, from The Athletic are like, this, why are you doing this, Jake? 
No, 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 no. If people listen to All in Sports, they understand that 25% of the show is entertainment. And if you don't like that, don't listen to the show. You can get I mean, it out. Yeah, I mean, just be honest. It's just don't listen. That's his, like, Pat Mayo says it all the time for his. If you don't like it, it's, don't don't listen. You don't have to. There's a million. Like, I hope you listen. I hope you give it five stars and rate and review, as Pat would say, and blah, smash the like button. You can't smash the like button on this, but all that type of stuff. I hope you do that. But if you don't like it, I'm not forcing you to listen to it. Like somebody <laughs> actually put spent like 10 minutes talking about blah. You're not. You don't have to listen to the show. Yeah, you can also. There's a thing called fast forward. If you don't right. like the 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 shtick and the sidebars and all that, fast forward to the other stuff. It's not that hard. And I'll even find out before I post this tomorrow, and I'll even put if you want to skip to minute eleven, just, just there you go. Enjoy. What the hell? Anyway, ah, <laughs> uh, look at see you got me all riled oh, up, sorry, Chris. Hey, before we get to the last topic, hey, hey, how about this? Your guys' favorite Christmas song. Bogman. Bogman hates Favorite music, person. so this is a great this would be a great answer. Yeah, I'm I'm not I'm not a music guy. What? I don't know. So uh Rudolph the Red Nosed Racist is my favorite Christmas song. Racist? Yeah, Mason Rudolph. It's a song about Mason Rudolph. <laughs> no? You don't like it? <laughs> I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> Mason Rudolph, because Miles Garrett accused him of saying words to him. Oh, so. you really pushed that one. That was that yeah. was uh, I mean, the joke's are like three weeks old at this point, Jake. So yeah. you at know. least that one hit really good. Yeah, Jesus, yeah. God, uh, I can't have. Uh, it always works well when you have to explain. The at least joke. Bogman was invited to the mock. Right? Yeah, <laughs> I was. You know what Chris, song are I you love? At least participate yeah. without a terrible joke. Yeah, well, I'm not. I'm not I, well, I mean, I can't promise anything. But Better not be French. Your favorite song. I uh, personally <laughs> love the. Baby, it's cold outside because oh, that's like the worst one. No, it's again, I gotta come back to Peloton. I love the song now because of everyone's reaction to it. Everyone's like, Ooh, it's a little <laughs> bit dicey. Like, he really yeah. wants her to stay inside. It was okay for 80 years. Now it's not all right. What so. I love about that, it, okay, like, here's exactly what it, like, hey, I'm, I'm talking because this is my column this week. I rank Christmas songs and Christmas cookies, by the way. There you go, Scott. You can get in on that one. Uh, Chris, yeah, so, hey, fat guy, you like cookies. You yeah, can get exactly, in on that ranking. Exactly what I said. Are you French too? Are you French and fat? <laughs> <laughs> so, so, Chris, I put DFL and I put a tie, and there's a bunch of songs. There's like, I want a hippopotamus for Christmas, two front teeth. There's a whole bunch here. My daughter just and performed the hippopotamus one, so I'm obsessed with it right now. It was the cutest thing I've ever seen in my life. So go on. Still, I'm sure your kid is cute, but this song sucks ass. So. Baby, it's cold outside. I put it in parentheses. I said, basically, a.k.a., hey, baby, have some more drinks so I can coax you into staying. Yeah, well, <laughs> but, but that's my point. Like, all of these, all the Christmas songs are so, like, heralded. Like, you turn on, you know, the one station that plays all of them, and you know all of them. But, like, 2019 changed a Christmas song. Like, John Legend re-recorded the song, and they, like, made it super less, like, you know, you that know, pushy. One? The baby yeah. is cold outside. Yeah, they they changed the song because people were like, "Hey, I don't know if this is okay." Like they changed Christmas. Wait, 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 they literally cha- like he changed the lyrics. The lyrics, yeah. They, I mean, I don't, I don't want to like, I don't know what I can so say here. What did he turn it to? Hey, baby, there's 17 yeah. feet of snow. You can't get to your car, so you might want to stay in. Baby, do you <laughs> consent? 
<laughs> Please sign, sign this please. waiver. Yeah, like I I love that song now because like uh, I'm a, I immediately have a visceral reaction when I hear it. I'm like, oh, this is the song that everyone's super uncomfortable about, and it just I'm like, ah, oh, it's Christmas. This is Christmas, so I'm gonna pick that one. I'm, I'm, hold on, did I get you speechless? Are, are you whoa? whoa. I'm looking at it right now. Is the stuff in parentheses what he changed it to, or is it the girl? The, I'm assuming the the parentheses are the girl, right? Yeah, I mean, I'm no, not I, looking at it. I don't know, but yeah, they changed oh, all no, the lyrics. So, yeah, it is. It is because okay, I'm looking at it. it says I really can't stay, baby. It's cold outside. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So the really can't stay is the girl, and the parentheses are the guy. All right, so I just I'll found call it. you an Uber because I oh respect your <laughs> femininity. <laughs> no, 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 no. Hold on. If I have one more drink, you ready for the follow-up? I'm so ready. I've been ready my whole life. It's your body and your choice. <laughs> Love it. I love it. You're not wrong. Oh, man. Love it. Man. They changed Christmas. Like... They changed Christmas. Who else can say they've done that? That's great. That's great. Oh, I'm supposed to say no? Mm, I guess that's respectable. <laughs> I... <laughs> I think... Uh... How'd you guys not hear about I think this? I like Paul Rudd singing The Weather Outside is Weather. The weather and, Outside uh... is Weather. <laughs> right, I think I the like that. Is weather? Yeah, that's, yeah what the, that's what he says in "Forgetting Sarah Marshall." I think I like that better than I like any Christmas song. Oh my god! I, I, I made your day, though. Good. I made your day reading those lyrics. Yes, though, right? <laughs> you've really been grand. It's better now, right? The song is better now. Don't you see? I want you to stay. It's not up to me. <laughs> <laughs> it's for your safety. <laughs> it's for your safety. You can't drive in this. You will wreck your car into the ditch. <laughs> I just love it. I love uh, it. Merry Christmas. Oh my God! You're, you're, he basically does say the Uber thing without saying it. He's, it's, at least I'm not. At least I'm going to say that I tried. Well, Murray, he just pulled up outside. That's <laughs> mm. 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 a Uber in the snow two years ago when all my electricity went out. This is what you yeah. get at ITL. Zero shares. Zero shares of snow, Jake. None for us. Zero shares of snow. Yeah, <laughs> we're supposed to let's close it out with one more football thing that not anybody's listening to at this point. Um, but that's why we do these shows. I wanted to ask you, Maybe let's Giants. Say. All right, yeah. yeah, Giants wide receivers. Because I want to get your guys' take. Because I went to this game. And I said, everybody, of course, oh, what does this mean with Eli Manning at quarterback? I saw a whole bunch of people tweeting saying, oh, Saquon Barkley, tick up. He's going to get check downs from Eli Manning all day long. Well, it doesn't help that Eli Manning can't even get him the ball when he oh did check God. down. It was, it was hard and to watch it, him. Yeah, it wanted to get three targets anyway. It wasn't even that big. It was three or four. In any case, the wide receivers, I legitimately thought it was going to be a downgrade for Darius Slayton because what do we remember about Eli Manning before he got benched? His deep ball was gone. Not that he already had a great one, but... We complained that Odell Beckham was leaving. Well, not he was, but there was plays left on the field, and Odell Beckham could have been doing even more if Eli Manning could just connect with him downfield. Like, how many times do we see Odell Beckham running free, and he throws it over his right shoulder instead of his left, and Odell Beckham can't get back to it? Like, So I say all that to say I was worried about Darius Slayton. I thought Sterling Shepard would be okay because he's been his guy, and I thought Golden Tate might actually be okay because Eli Manning would check down. So... What do we see? We see Darius Slayton get the most targets, and granted, he didn't connect on all of them, but he got some of the deep balls. So, in your guys' opinion, Chris, we'll go. Oh, no, you talk too much. Scott, you go first. <laughs> you like that? <laughs> Scott, you go first. Got to compensate for Going what I'm not invited into, to. 
the second game of Eli Manning at quarterback ranked the Giants wide receivers? So for the Giants wideouts, I would go with uh, I would go Shepard one, Slayton two, and then I guess Tate three. But I wouldn't be surprised to see Tate, you know, have a great game. But it's not hard to throw to Darius Slayton downfield when Jalen Mills, you know, goes off to do a coloring book midway through the route, <laughs> you know, chase a butterfly or whatever he was doing because he is terrible. And uh, he really this Eagle secondary has had real problems covering that's why eli found a little success uh early in the game at I mean, least. he's got the dolphins this week right the same deal so i wouldn't be surprised to see slayton have a big game i would if i had to bet on somebody it would be shepherd for me uh just because tate has been fairly inconsistent this year but uh, i would go with i would go with shepherd one slayton two and then tate three i'm gonna go opposite i'm gonna go slayton shepherd tate tate looked horrible uh, with Eli Manning. Eli Manning could not find him. They had to resort to short check down stuff with Tate. He caught one pass. He looked he looked like he wasn't trying. Eli didn't look like he knew how to get the ball to him. It almost looked like they were trying to force it. It was bad it was bad stuff. Dar- it, Slayton's the big play guy. I think Shepard's the floor guy, but I'm gonna go Slayton Shepard Tate. That's the way I would go too. But it wouldn't surprise me at all if that goes and blows up in our face. No. I mean, it's the Giants. It's, it's Eli Manning. Yeah, it's the Giants. Let's be honest. Totally. <laughs> yeah, that is the Giants. This part of me also feels like this could be a thirteen to ten game, and just disgusting. Despite Ryan Fitzpatrick on the other, honestly, looking at it on paper, it should be like a twenty-seven to twenty-four game, and the Dolphins should win this. But oh, I, I as a Giants fan, I legitimately thought they were going to screw up and win that game. But hey, best news of that. It's not just that Shermer's gone. They're already putting Gettleman in the hot seat. It was the best news I saw today. I got an early Christmas <laughs> present. I am happy. I am celebrating. If Gettleman is gone after this season, it's going to be like, yeah, happy new year, everybody. But before we get out of here, I want to make sure everybody follows Chris Welsh at Is It The Welsh. Is that better? Is that Andre 3000 or whatever you were saying? <laughs> Thank no, you t- very much. All in yes. K3000. <laughs> Bogman Sports is Scott Bogman, uh, whoever, you know what? <laughs> Pip yourself again, whoever's going to do it. Bogman, Go ahead, you, Chris. Okay, right, just uh, check us out. We, our Patreon's kind of the big place right now. Website's a little bit in turmoil of uh, just readjusting some stuff, but Patreon is a place if uh, you want some secret content. We got a bunch of baseball stuff up there. We got some live streams. But, hey, you just want to check us out, consume some uh, stuff, just go whatever podcast app you listen to. Search ITL or In This League. We've got a million podcasts. Uh, we like to put out a lot of content. We're passionate about fantasy sports. We like to make people laugh. We've got our own little you know, audio universe of uh, comedy and stuff like that. So people can come check us out and follow us on the Twitters. And we always thank you, man. You're always, you know, there's a few people that are really good supportive industry people. There's a lot of people that are fake. There's a lot of people that are just kind of middle line. But ironically, you guys at The Athletic have a couple of the best. Uh, Nando is kind of like the czar uh, of all of them. He curates so many fantasy people in the industry, wants to do good things for him. He's done right by us for a long time. And uh, you're another one of those, Jake. You know, For whatever reason, you liked us and you've done you know, good stuff in supporting us and you've always been there for us. And you are one of our good friends. So if people don't know us, now they know a little bit more and they should know that uh, – Though Jake is a heel online, he's a he's a babyface in real life. Stop ruining it. Stop. Sorry, <laughs> sorry, ruining everything. Sorry, I told you don't vote for me in the polls and don't you know that's Do not it. no. I love 
I love these guys. Trust me, you should be following them one way or another, and you'll be better fantasy people for it. And I will have them back on again, definitely in the offseason. No question about it. So please follow them. And as a reminder, some DFS advice for you guys. If you want to go check out fansharesports.com, put in the code ALLINKID, get you 20% off their premium package, which if you go to the one page, you can see the most talked about players, the movement from day to day of if people are putting them into your DFS lineups, the ownership projections by percentage, how much of the salary it takes of your entire salary cap. It's just a great site to go find targets to try and get your tournament plays this is a very very useful tool you know i talk about this every single week and you know i'm always interested to see some of my sleepers which if you take from my column and you see my rankings and go over to fanshare and combine the two in any case like i said just go check it out we'll have dfs picks for you on the footballers dfs podcast we'll talk about those ownership projected percentages and more. Again, we get those from Fanshare Sports. Love those guys over there. Just always love to give them a shout out. And I hope you enjoy the show as always. Super long show, but this is what happens when we get together. And you can just imagine what it was like staying at Bogman's house. Actually, you probably don't want to imagine that. But I'll be back nope. next week on another episode of All in Sports. Give these guys a follow. Make sure you go to theathletic.com slash all in sports. 30% off. And have a good week. Yeah, I was about to say Merry Christmas. It's too early for that. So just have a good week. Good night.